Welcome back, Rap City Podcast, a desolate episode 24 uh, coming up. And this podcast may be more uh, properly titled this week as I can't believe what's happened to the world uh, podcast, particularly, specifically, um, uh, United States. I mean, sort of unbelievable. And that's where we kick things off this week with a uh, a George Floyd uh, recap uh, and all of our thoughts on the current state of affairs that's going on there with the uh, the protesting, the rioting, the president. Um, and it's just, yeah, we're all sort of uh, somewhat just dismayed or in shock as to, to what's really happened here. So we do that for a bit, uh, which is a bit of a sidetrack for us, not what we're used to doing or, or our comfort zone. But uh, we felt in order to be topical and, you know, it would be hard to do something and and not talk about it. So uh, that's where we started today. Then we eventually get into some more uh, fan friendly stuff with the NBA return, uh, the raps prospects of whatever version uh, the NBA returns as the likelihood of the NBA finishing their modified season. Um, you know, and so that leads into, um, you know, just some lengthy discussions on that. And then we talk about uh, some top five uh, COVID summer things to look forward to, or the best and the worst of the COVID summer coming up. Uh, and then we get into some, uh, you know, the traditional segments of what drives crazy in any other business. And uh, so it's lively. It's well outside the Cape Marquardt zone. Uh, this, we actually may have to re, uh, rename a new zone for this one, uh, which we tried to do at one stage, but I'm not sure it worked, but anyways, uh, that's where we're at. So hopefully you enjoy it. And, uh, you know, uh, considering everything that's going on, we thought, uh, or I thought this, this intro, uh, certainly not a rant, uh, but it's, uh, a very appropriate and, um, you know, a speech that we should all be listening to more and more these days. Take it away. I have a dream. That one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. 
Kitch. Bart. Denome. <laughs> Mary gets mail. It's not a mating call. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm ready. Uh, well, listen, I hope you are ready because uh, as I stated in the intro that you guys haven't heard yet, this is a, uh, this is going to be a high, um, it's going to be a bit of a pressure cooker tonight with us uh, due to the, uh, the topical nature of this podcast, which is not just going to be sports related. We're not even starting with sports, obviously, due to everything that's going out, uh, going on in the world. So we're going to dive right in to the disaster, which is uh, our neighbors or your neighbors to the south and my neighbors to the West. I think that is West. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the tragic events of uh, George Floyd, I think it's seven days ago now, uh, eight days ago now, because uh, we're doing this on a, what are, we, what are we, Tuesday night? Wednesday night? Tuesday night? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, June 2nd. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been a week since this has all gone down. Um, and it's, it's probably even more topical than when it first happened considering, uh, you know, what Trump's done the looting, the rioting. So, uh, Kitch, why don't you, uh, you know, why don't you give us your thoughts on uh, what do we say? Was this is day, uh, and I th- actually think this day three, day, day three of ARG after Rudy Gobert. But I actually think that obviously factors into some of this too. What's happening? I, I do believe that. So, uh, Kitch, what do you what do you got for us? All right, I'm gonna get up on my soapbox for this one. Protesters, I I get. I've never been one, but I get what they're trying to achieve: raise awareness, hope for change. I get that. Looters, rioters, wherever, wherever you want to call them, they're just complete degenerates. Do they think that actually breaking into a local sporting goods store, stealing everything they possibly can, is a solution to this problem? I'm pretty sure the protesters, the protesters themselves, do not want this as well. Um, they don't want they don't want to be tarnished with with this. They want to try to try to enforce some sort of change. Hopefully it does create some change, but but these looters and and protesters and rioters are rioters and looters drives me drives me nuts. The country, like Trump, Trump has created such a divide in the U.S. now. So something like this is inevitable. His 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 lack of leadership and support to many Americans, along with the tension of the pandemic, which he threw in there, which is obviously something that is that is that is fueling the fire of this. It's finally coming to some sort of boiling point. So. And and just listen to his Trump's self-centered remarks in this. It's it is absolutely shocking when you when you when you look at it. So that's how I that's how I start off. And I, I just can't imagine what the rest of the world is doing looking at the US and then we're talking about it. Like like you're living overseas and you're going, what is happening in the United States? This is this is crazy. So I'll I'll leave it there. I'll let you I'll let you pipe in in yours. Uh Donald, do you want to jump in or you want to uh, want to give some more thought? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I actually, at the start, refused to watch the video. I got a couple of people saying, don't watch it. And then I was kind of hearing it, and then I decided to watch it. And it is, like, it is so messed up. Like, it's just so, so messed up. And been doing a lot of reading, and it was interesting comment of the, um, I, can't, I can't remember if it was the Minnesota mayor or whatever the statement he said is, thank God this got on video. Right. It was an interesting comment, right? So that we can actually do something um, about it. Um, it's been interesting. My work, my wife works at Manual Life, and I, of course, work at Shopify. I cannot believe the um, how companies are approaching this. Like we've really changed our approach in how we handle issues in the world. Like companies are taking responsibility to educate their people on what it means 
what this means, kind of some of the history around this and like what we all have to do. And like our company is going to train us, like, like train us on um, diversity and understanding what it, you know, what it means to be, let's say, a black person growing up or like how it like just trying like we'll never understand it. Right. But at least try and have an understanding of it and really educate yourself. So it's been very interesting to hear about how how the world reacts to this stuff now compared to years ago. Like I, I think years ago, like 10 years ago, you know, this, this did happen 10 years ago or six years ago. Nothing happened. I think with social platforms and with the leaders we got in place now and stuff like I think something's really going to I think there's going to be a big change uh, coming now. So, well, listen, I'll, uh, that's interesting, Deno, about the the change because I'm going to talk about um, about that in my little rant that we got here. But let's let's just go back to where this all started, right? With the with the knee on the neck and the guy actually dying there on the video. So this is this might be a little bit hyperbolic, but I said this before, and I actually do believe it. It might be the single worst thing I've ever seen. Like I wa- I, I watched it. I've watched it twice. Uh, and the second time gave me a little bit more perspective uh, because I was sitting there like, there's no way that that didn't happen. Like, I didn't see that. That did not just happen. That guy did not lie there on his neck while he's screaming, I can't breathe. Uh, I can't move. I'm in pain. All this, like he's, he's scre- And then all of a sudden he's not talking or screaming or moving and he's fucking handcuffed the entire time. There are three police officers on him and one other guy standing guard. Like it's just you cannot even believe that could happen. But to your point, this happened two years ago. It's happened five years ago. Like, so I agree with you. This one clearly, like we're in historical times, right? This is absolutely what's happening right now will be studied. It'll be in textbooks or whatever you call textbooks 30 years from now. Um, and I just think it's it, it's it's unfathomable to me. And so when I watched it the second time, I actually tried to get a perspective of like, but what was this fucking cop thinking? Like what, what was going through his head as people are screaming? He's, he knows he's being videoed. Like he know. Like, and then when the guy stops for three minutes and 46 seconds, his body does not move. And that knee is still in the guy's neck. I mean, think about that. So at first I said to people, I said, you know what? When I looked at it, I thought, Oh, this guy, like he froze didn't know what to do. Like the hand in the pocket thing people said was, uh, you know, was sort of like, it looked very dickish, obviously. Uh, and then I was, but I was trying to find like, did he just freeze and not, and and not like, I'm not justifying obviously anything, but like, was it one of those moments where he's like, holy fuck, what's happening here? And he just wasn't in the moment and then couldn't get himself out of it. But then when I watched it the second time again, I was like, you know what? Nope. That guy was just a fucking asshole who was a complete racist and thought, you know what? I don't give a shit that you're filming me. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. I'm a white man in America and I can do this because I'm a police officer and I'm arresting this guy for who, by the way, was trying to, to pass a counterfeit $20 bill. I mean, so we, we look at it. It's just, it, it blew my mind um, that this could happen, that this could happen in, in 2020, but it has been happening. Right. And you talk about, so then, you know, they're fired immediately. So that the the response was pretty swift, I thought there, uh, and people were saying, "Why haven't they been arrested?" But obviously, you have, there's a bit of a due process that has to happen, and they need got to gather. It. And then, you know, so they they arrest them pretty quickly. It's amazing to me the other three guys haven't been arrested on something yet, but it's definitely definitely coming. Um, and then, but it took like I was expecting the shit to blow up like right away, but it took a couple of days. 
before people sort of like figured out what, I think everyone sort of just like, did that really fucking happen? Um, and so, and then you get into, you know, these protests in, in Minnesota, which, and then slowly but surely it takes over, you know, I think it's 30 or 40 cities across the U S now that have had some sort of protesting slash rioting slash looting. Um, and it's sort of spawned a life of its own. New York still under, uh, under, all kinds of issues are going on there right now. Minnesota, I think, has calmed down a little bit as of tonight, but it's still obviously still a, pre- a bit of a, uh, a powder keg. Um, so, Kitch, to your point, so yeah, obviously the, the looting aspects of this is just it's ridiculous. Um, but I think there's so many issues here at hand that that this is all representing. So, no place for looting, but we've got the one percent, ninety nine percent. That whole issue is is in play here too, right? This is what's happening. If you look at some of the places they've been targeting on this rioting, and like they're clearly making a point that they're coming after that one percent in some meaningful way to to make their point. Um, so I found that to be you know, a, a sort of a side issue uh, of all of this. Uh, the protesting, I've actually, you know, when it, it's been, you know, I would say a little disjointed because it's tough to do, I guess, across 40 cities, but um, but it's been unbelievable too. You look at all the people that have, have taken, um, you know, hold of this as far as the black community, like Jamie Foxx and Steven Jackson. Um, you know, there's a whole plethora of them, of people have jumped up to, to sort of deal with this. And it's like, okay, so then this gets to your point of like, yeah, you think, well, this has got to be the, this has got to be the tipping point, right? This has to be the one where they go, okay, this, we're, we're going to, we're going to change everything. Um, and I'm going to say two things to that. I think it was 26, six year olds got fucking gunned down uh, in Newton. Uh, I know it's seven, eight, nine years ago now. And not one gun law was changed, right? If 26 six-year-olds can die at the hands of a crazy person because he had access to guns and nothing changed, it gives me little hope to think that something like this is actually going to change. I think there's going to be, you know, a rising up for a period of time, but how long does it last? And is there any material change um, that comes from this? And I just, you know, I got it, it. How can it not be? But man, this is like, you're just talking about ingrained in society and it's going to take like, just, I think there's a whole bunch of people just don't give a shit or think, you know what? This was a, a black guy. What was he doing with the $20 counterfeit? And you know, it's his, like, if he wasn't, if he didn't put himself in that situation, this never would have happened. Like there is that mindset. And I think it's ridiculous. And then to top it all off, you've got this fucking idiot running the country and, you know, could he have been any more inflammatory? Could he have done absolutely anything less than what he did um, to, to, to bring any sense of sort of like calmness or like uh, provide leadership. And he didn't, and he's made it a thousand times worse. And even just like what he did last night that I don't know if you guys saw it, the, the walk across to the church. I mean, here you have people within their constitutional rights protesting in a, in a calm and peaceful way. And they had tear gas and rubber bullets, you know, shot at them and set off at them so that they could clear a path so this guy could go take his his uh, his picture with the Bible in front of the church to talk about how he's the president of law and order. I mean, it's just that that man. And I've said this before, and I and I, and I probably shouldn't say it uh, in a public setting, but something has to be done with him. Like, it just has like, it just has to be done. So I actually did a little bit of research today, and um, this may not be popular either, but. His voters in 2016, among whites with college educated uh, or who are graduates, 36 percent of white college graduates voted for this guy. 
So at the time, you know, I, I don't know if it was obvious that he was an overt racist, which he clearly is now. Um, and I would suggest to anybody, and it's not just, you know, ed, you know, college graduates, but that demographic where you, in theory, are educated um, and in theory, maybe have the ability or the means to, uh, you know, be in the know or be more aware. And I would say this, anyone in that demographic this time that votes for that, for this man, you are Trump. You are Trump. You cannot get away from it. You are Trump. You care about one thing, and that is money and your own little piece of the world, and you don't give a shit about anything else um, from a societal standpoint. And I think, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's ridiculous that you could ever support this man in any way, shape, or form. And I'm the f- first guy to say that this, he's been great for the stock market, great for the, per- but you cannot vote for this person, right? He is maniacal. He is... Um, you know, he's detrimental to the world and you cannot support that. I don't care what your politics are. Don't vote. If you're a Republican that can't vote for a, a Democrat, no problem. Just don't vote. But you cannot vote for that man. So there you go. That's my rant. Yep. Yep. He is morally, morally a terrible individual. Like just a, just a, just a terrible individual. And, and you can't like, I just, you've got to think that uh, maybe the Americans only think about the Americans, but you got to think the rest of the world looking in has got to say, you can't have this guy in power anymore. Like, like there has to be a, a bigger party that comes in and says, just, just do something so that he does not exist for another four years. Well, I'll tell you, if I, if I have hope for there, there will be, like, I do think with all his bullshit and all the, the strength of his base, I think there might be a bit of a tipping point within his party where the people, I think there are a lot of people who voted for him the first time thinking, you know, for, listen, I hate the Clintons. I get not voting for the Clintons. Um, but you just can't vote for this guy again. You just can't like you have to, I think there's, I think there'll be enough of the people who voted for him the first time that are either going to not vote or go or vote the other way because you cannot support what he's done. I right. sure hope, I sure hope so. I sure, sure. Yeah. Hope so. My gosh. Yeah. So, um, so there, that's uh, that. There's our most serious uh, undertones uh, of the pod. But I think, I mean, how do you escape it uh, in this sort of, um, you know, in this time? And yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I hope, I hope this is the tipping point. But I just, I have my doubts of a country that, you know, where they, uh, you know, they don't even give a shit if you are if if you can drive a car, but you can buy a gun. Right. You don't. you can need a license to buy, buy a, you know, to drive a car, but you don't, you don't need anything to drive, uh, to buy a gun or, and it's right. just, it's, it's crazy. And now, and now all these cops that are decent cops are, are scared, oh. scared of, scared of the mind. Like, do you think they want to walk into a bu- empty building now? Like there's, there's a lot of anger at, with anger with guns, which never results to a good situation. Well, yeah, so true. And and this this has to become institutionalized as far as educating people about what's really happened here. Like most of these uh, white supremacists or ignorant people. They have no idea that even the history of slavery, how this all started 400 years, like they don't even know. It's just been, and I read it today that it's like racism is learned behavior and it's totally learned behavior. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, my kids here have been, um, you know, exposed to all different types of uh, races and backgrounds in Bermuda. And the only way you learn to not like someone based on the color of their skin is because that's what you're taught. Right. That's the only way that happens. So hundred percent, hundred percent. So anyways, all right, let's uh, 15 minutes and we better get on to slight, even though I do want to talk quickly about the, the sports world because our, our next uh, subject was, you know, what, if anything is the responsibility of these, you know, higher uh, profiled 
uh, athletes, uh, past and present. And we've seen, I think, God, there, ha- there hasn't been too many comments in some capacity. Jordan finally came out this week. Even though Tiger, did you see Tiger's comments today? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. I think he would, I think he would like to have those ones back when it's all said and done. It wasn't like, I mean, but it was just, it wasn't, uh, plain, just plain. It was pretty vanilla, right? Yeah. And it was kind of like, I really respect the police and this, like, I get it, right? You have to, but it was not, it wasn't enough. And I actually didn't think Jordan's was enough either. But again, I mean, what is their responsibility to this? They, they got to say something, but I think it's just got to be, I think Hollywood athletes, they have got to take this by the balls now and just say, we are not going to do this anymore. There And there has to be dramatic social change. I mean, think about it. These athletes still deal with racism all the time when they go into a, in an arena mm-hmm. and they got to deal with this shit. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, Kitch, uh, any thoughts on where. So it, uh, this, this, this stems back to Trump calling out Ka- Kaepernick when he was initially pushing this through and, uh, sure. and, and basically publicly calling him names. Well, like, I know this is bigger than sports, but you're going to see, you're going to see a ton of, a ton of kneelers now for the uh, for the for the anthems. Like you're gonna, you're gonna see half the roster, maybe maybe the whole roster kneeling. Yeah. And uh, and and if if it's half the roster kneeling and half not, then you're just creating now a bigger divide. And 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 that's gonna f- spill over into the locker room and things. So there's, they've got to do something here to get ahead of this from the political level to to not not create even more of a division through the arena of sports on this. Yeah. Like I think if I'm, if I'm in a sports team, the whole team's kneeling. Like it's like, if you're not like, imagine like only half the team is kneeling with all the, with all that's going on. Like, how could you not kneel? Like I'd be, I, I'd, I'd be saying, yeah, I'm, I'm kneeling. Like, like, yeah. So people, that, so people that fight for the country or, or, or have family members that fight for the country, they seem to be the ones that don't want to kneel because they, they're ingrained that way. I'm fighting for my country when I'm overseas. Yeah. So that's the that's the, the Kaepernick. Other I guess. Kaepernick, I don't think was really understood right when he was when he was kneeling. Like he he almost needed. I'm not saying he needed. Like he needed something really bad to happen. Like even though he did talk about it a bit, um, but like I didn't really understood it right away why he was doing it. Like I think I understood it a bit, but I th- I think I think now everyone gets it right. Like I think it'd be a totally different reaction. Um, you know, from someone that was serving their country or the the flag or whatever, I think it'd be a totally different reaction now. Yeah, it. it how could it not be? But I, again, you will still have a bunch of white guys from different parts of the South who will not be able to do this for a lot of reasons, whether they have family members in the, in the military. I think the military argument's a bullshit one. I've never bought into it. it, it that Kaepernick was not had nothing to do with the military. He was talking about the oppression within his within his country, and therefore that he's not going to stand for that national anthem because it doesn't represent a lot of people. It doesn't protect and serve a lot of people within their own walls. I mean, I just yeah, I think that was misconstrued, and it was easy for people to jump on it. You know, and good for Kaepernick. Actually, I've actually thought he's been. You know, he's had a few tweets. He's been up, but I think he's actually been a little bit quiet through all this. And maybe so, maybe something's coming or that they've got bigger plans for this sort of thing. But he has absolutely been proven, I think, correct now. Or you're, if, this, if this had happened when he'd been doing that, oh my gosh, it'd be a totally, he'd be in the NFL right now for sure. Um, but yeah, but you know what? And I think they absolutely do need it. They need every white athlete in every sport to take a knee. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. It's got to go because we're all done. It's got to be we're all done. Yep. Right. Yep. Can't just be the black guys fighting for the black guys yep. and their injustices. It is we are all fighting for the black people now. Right. Everybody. Yep. That's what yep. it has to be. If I think of like like the most uh, that like just watching sports on TV when something really like thinking back to nine eleven that like I I still remember that first baseball game at Yankee Stadium like I was watching it and my hair was standing up right like this is when we actually need sports the most because it yeah. kind of unifies a big part of the country and there's a lot of statements around it right like I think a huge statement is when every as as you said there Bart every white athlete are the first ones to kneel, right? Like we, like yeah. we kneel, like we kneel first actually, right? It's, it, yeah. it's a, it, it's, it's a statement, right? So yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see what they, what, what teams do and stuff, but. I'll be surprised. Like, I don't think they will. I mean, the NBA, mm-hmm. when you, I mean, you look at the NBA, they did nothing. Yeah. One guy uh, in baseball, he kneeled uh, and he's, Currently out of the league, um, yeah. you know, hockey didn't really do much. It was really, you know, it was like a handful of guys in, in the NFL who tried it. And then, you know, they got ostracized or made life was made difficult. And, you know, at some point they got to, you know, they got to make money too. So, but this is the time, like it has to happen. It has to happen. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope there is massive change for, through all this and, you know, every family in America, North America, whatever, they all have a responsibility to educate here and make sure their children understand this is not okay. And you don't let this happen with it doesn't, you know, anyways, I, I, I could go on for hours on the shit. So, um, all right. So let's get into actually sports. Cause you know, it's not much of a, it's not a great segue, but because I'm about to lose money, uh, but it would appear the NBA, I think, and I think the vote is this week, assuming uh, the, the stuff, the social uh, issues haven't changed it, but I think the owners are going to ratify the uh, come back to come back to business, and the uh, the player association has to has to say uh, yay, no, but it sounds like they're going to. So, um, so let's talk about we're, they're talking about July thirty first. We're back to games in the bubble, in the Orlando bubble, uh, and they. It's still unclear. I mean, there's a couple options, right? Bring everybody back, play six or seven games, finish the regular season, and then go into uh, a normal playoff. There is a uh, scenario where you're going to have 24 teams come back, and there's going to be a play-in to those top 16. Uh, I think there's a, a a scenario where you just go top 16. Like, what? Do you, give me your thoughts on what you think of the potential formats and what you think the best format would be, and then we'll talk about the Raptors at the end of it. All right. Well, so the 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 thing I read that uh, that it was twenty two teams. The headlines or the actual whole article. The actual the actual article. It was actually oh, twenty two century twenty two teams. It was yesterday. Twenty two teams, eight regular season games, and then a play in and then a play in tournament for the uh, for the eighth seed. Which I get. So the guys like they're trying to get these um, teams that are sort of on the bubble, give them a chance to get in, get into the playoffs. Um, I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you decide? Like, if you got eight games in that, if you got eight games there. Are they putting you against Milwaukee and the Clippers and the Lakers? Or are you getting to play the seven, eight, nine, ten seats? Like that's the wild card. And, and the other thing I really know today with that, like if you if you and this was the one that I read that got that got the most legs was this 22, ga- 22 team one. That's eleven teams from each conference. When you look at the Western Conference, San Antonio was twelfth, New Orleans and Sacramento are eleventh, but New Orleans and Sacramento have twenty eight wins and thirty six losses. Or no, maybe it's the other way around, something like that. But anyway. Sacramento is only, or San Antonio is only one game behind because they haven't played that game. So they're out of that 
because they played one less game than the other guys. So, so there's, there's always going to be the guys who get, who get shafted in this and, 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 uh, and, and kind of miss out on the hard luck. But I know, but I think the argument there is that if, if you were the 12th seed, you know what? You probably guess what? If you, if you get kicked out because you're one game, you were the 12th seed. Yeah. So probably, too bad. Probably. They got to they draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So right, I, saw the, I saw the vote too. I saw 50% of the players voted for uh, 16, only 16 teams. Can you believe that? That's shocking, eh? 50% of the play- So all the guys who were in the playoffs voted for 16 teams to be there, which is half the league. I mean, a lot of sense that the vote came through it that way. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 uh, but what do you want to see? What would you like to see? I like, this- I like, I like that 22 team, eight, a 22 team, eight game, eight game regular season. And, uh, and then uh, with a play-in for the eight seed and, and start the playoffs. Now, now you said July 3rd. I thought, the, I thought they were shooting for the playoffs to start like July 31st and the eight games to be before that. Last thing I read was uh, season starts July 31st, whatever they do to finish. And then they, um, I don't know, I think it was, was it end of September for their, yeah, their last? I think it was even October. I think it was. Uh, yeah, maybe first week of October and that's it. They're, yeah. And then, then started back up in December. <laughs> Yeah, like they don't got to worry about traveling and stuff, right? Like they can like back to backs. I'm not saying you want to do too many back to backs, but you don't got to worry about all that travel and stuff. Catch the uh, 22 team. What I what I read was that it would only be really nine teams, nine teams from the east, and then um, 13 13 oh. from the west. So um, they were saying anyone that's within six six uh, wins. Um, of eighth place, which I thought was weird, right? So you would send five teams from the West, and then I, and I believe it's only Washington that would be allowed. Is it Washington um, allowed to play in the East and stuff? So it just it just seemed. Darryl, that's I, a I, that's a great bit of research here. That's a good catch because actually, now that you say it, I do remember this because someone said yeah. if they go this route, it will keep the San Antonio streak alive of playoffs. Yeah. So that yeah. so you are you are right. Which by the way. So sorry, Dan. You go ahead and finish because I don't want to be accused again by my poker listeners of me hogging all the airways. So go ahead, Dan. Please. Oh no. Still no. Work. So, um, so I I do like the play in, but like I'd really just get the playoffs. Like I I would seriously rather let's get it going as long as that play in tournament is quick. Like I was reading stuff online saying, well, you know, if that nine seed is like four games behind the eight seed, they got to go play them four times in a row. Like <laughs> beat them four times in a row to catch them, right? Be kind of interesting, but then you're you're kind of just prolonging. Like, what are you gonna do? A, like, do a double header? Like, 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 really? What are you gonna do? And really, you're you're prolonging playing Milwaukee and getting swept, right? Um, you know, some of the stuff I was reading last night, like they really believe there's gonna be a lot of upsets this year. So, like, when I think from a gambling perspective. They're just saying, like it, like teams are rested. You got some teams that are older. You got LeBron will be the healthiest ever. If you think yeah. of him going all those NBA championships, and Dano, right? what the biggest thing Dano is is like there is no home court. Like think how big home court is in the playoffs oh, in the NBA. No. It's massive. It's massive. massive. You take that, like the Bucks at home are f- fantastic. Yeah, like now you got you got no home court. No stuff uh, like that. Sorry, Dano. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just last comment, like. I'm a huge Adam Silver fan. Like right, right when he took over uh, for David Stern, like that guy is so connected to the players, and everyone trusts him. And like him and Chris Paul working together, they said it's been very easy. They get aligned on what the issues are. They talk it out. They actually come to each other's meetings, 
And it's like, think how different that is than football or whatever, right? Or baseball or whatever, right? Like silver is a grassroots relationship, smart guy, lawyer, like he will, he will uh, stick it to you, right? But he's got such great relationships. That's why I was so confident they, they would come back. They don't kind of worry about this baseball, what baseball is going through. Now, again, they got a lot more money, but I, I think silver is the best. Like no, no one's even close to him. Right. Well, thank you for your off-topic thoughts on Adam Silver, which I'm not, I'm not, I'll check the agenda. I don't think it was. He's going to get it done. Uh, yeah, he's going to get it done. Uh, to make you lose money, that's what's going to. Right, so listen, here's well a few things on this, right? So I am torn as to what I would like to see because I think the play-in stuff and all that, like one game play, like I think that'd be fun. And it's seeing as it's in the summer, we've never done this before. You know, why not mix it up? Uh, but I've heard a couple other things too that they're actually if they go that route, they may not actually, you may not actually win the NBA championship. You might win what they're going to eventually be the mid season tournament. So people have been talking about the Stern cup or whatever it may be. So they may actually, at the end of this, you may not actually win the title. So in theory, the Raptors could still be the defending chance, but you'll win this interim, whatever this COVID fucking thing ends up being. So, but if that doesn't happen and you do win the title, you get a ring for this. Um, then I say, trick it up, let do whatever you have to make it, craziness because that way it legitimizes our Raptors even further because I don't care who wins a tricked up 22 team tournament or they're going to have rosters at 15 players and like I say let the coaches do the jump balls do whatever you have like trick this thing right up and that way whatever happens at the end it's not legitimate and the Raptors are still the legitimate reigning champ. So I, I do, I do, I'm okay with, I'm, however, if you want to legitimize this thing, you come back with all 32 teams, you say you're playing seven games, everybody, wherever the, you know, whoever is the eight seed is the eight seed. And here we go regular and, and way you go. Right. I'd probably do the first round of best of five it would be the only change I would make. And then boom, let's get, let's get going. And then let's make it. And we'll call that. Yeah. It's going to be slightly asterisks, but at least it's somewhat legit. I don't right? like best of five. Well, whatever. Yep. I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like the 32 teams. Yeah, I, I think bring everybody. I, I think the only way to actually legitimize it, unless you go this other way of saying, hey, you know, we're coming back and this is going to be a future staple of what we're trying to do, the midseason tournament, but, and, and you don't really call it the real thing, then yeah, trick it up. But if you're trying to make this legitimate, you have to do, go back to the, to the way it was to start the season. That, that's I think, what I believe. Yeah, I think they want this to be legit, though. Like, I... They want this to be the jit. That's why they're going to. That's why they're going to do the twenty-two teams. Because realistically, those other teams did not have a chance of getting the playoffs. So it actually will be legit. Yeah, but then it, as Kitch said, the only time I've agreed with Kitch in twenty-three episodes, home court. This is like you cannot legitimize this without home court. That's what you play for. I agree. Milwaukee's almost unbeatable at home. They're going to walk into a fanless, domed outdoor court where they're going to play uh, the 76ers who they would never lose to or to you know who are Brooklyn and and they're going to have they're not going to have that advantage like I think there's I think we're going to see absolutely I, I don't the odds makers it's going to be very interesting to see what they yeah. do with all this shit and I think there will be an I think it'll take maybe two or three uh, sort of sessions to figure this thing out but then there'll be a trend here that you just the home court thing's going to be massive. So I don't think you can legitimize it. So if I'm them, I'm not even trying to legitimize it. I'm going, this is a one-off and everyone needs sports back. And we want to play. We want to finish and people want to get, make their money, but here's what we're doing and just forget about it. And you go into the next season and your Raptors, your Toronto Raptors, your kawhi Toronto Raptors, the defending champs. That makes no sense. Like you got to, you got to perfect sense. If you, 
play that much basketball and that much playoffs under under the new rules, this is the champion. Like I I get home court and stuff, but it's like here, okay, guys, you know, shit happens. There's there's a champion that 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 goes on that trophy. Like I I don't think they have a separate. You we're gonna have a separate trophy for this year, even though some team wins four rounds against the best teams in basketball. All right. So, Deno, are you? I know you love silver, so you should probably know this. But he's the one who's been trying to implement this oh. mid-season tournament. Oh, I know that. We talked about it oh. before. So, what I, I'm saying I'm is, the segue. Up, right? Yeah, I'm probably the one that brought it up. Thank you. Uh, the only thing I remember you bringing up is baseball in November, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, my point is, this is might be the segue, the pathway to get him to do this. Right? This is like okay, we tried it out. We tried a tournament style. We did this. We did that. Uh, because it was a one-off scenario. I, I just don't think you can bring in 22 teams to a playoff format, have people without home court, which is desperately needed, and then say, we're going to ch- crown the best yeah. team this year. Okay, so what you're saying is they're going to play for two months. They're going to play basketball for two months. First of all, I'm saying it without yelling at you, so maybe you could do have, give me the same courtesy well, without yelling at me. Well, you're kind of being an idiot to me, so. <laughs> I'm not. You know, you are, actually. So, you, so you're saying, you're, you're telling me they're going to play basketball for two months. Two months in Orlando, in Orlando, Orlando, quarantined, and then they're going to say, you know what, at the end of it, oh, you know what, I know you weren't with your families or whatever, you actually don't get a title, you get this other title, I will bet that all day, Bart, put your money where your mouth is. Do you know why they might do that? It's because of money. That might be the only reason why they would. I think if they had, if money wasn't an issue right now, you think they'd be trying to play this? If everyone's getting paid and they're getting their, t- their revenue, you think they'd be trying to do this right now? The only reason why they are doing this is for money. I don't know, you they want money. rings though. Like, do, don't you think LeBron wants to get a ring this year or like Kawhi Leonard or the Raptors repeating? Like, I, like that makes no sense. It makes no sense they would go and do it for two months and then you don't give them their name on the trophy. Like you I do just not, that all just not the Larry O'Brien, just not the Larry O'Brien. No, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> Kitch, way in here. You're the, you're the type. There's a reason why we have three of us. I just let, let you guys go. Let you guys go at her. You know what? That, that COVID fifteen. That COVID fifteen. You said you put on the other day. Did you put it all on around your brain? Because you are clearly not thinking straight. Okay, Bert. Let's have a bet. Let's have a bet, Bert. You're uh, you have not won a spreadsheet bet yet against me. So put your big there. mouth money where put put it on. How much? Let's go. Have you have you seen any cash yet? Because until you have, that means I have not lost one. <laughs> there we go. That's, <laughs> you. that's, that's on you. Uh, I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm trying to protect my Raptors. Clearly, you don't care about the Raps. I'm trying to protect my Raptors. And the title that we've earned to defend. We've earned the right to defend that title, not by going to Disneyland and playing in a bubble for two months. In a COVID bubble. I, w- I want basketball. I don't care if they play in my so backyard. So that you shouldn't care what trophy they get at the end. Yes, I do. What the fuck? What? What are you going to give them? Like some some ribbons? Hey, here's a ribbon. Let's go. Let's go have a big parade. Let's have a parade in uh, in Toronto back to back, and we can show our um, our ribbons. Hey, everybody, three billion people. Like it's Bart, you make no sense sometimes. <laughs> so hey, let, let, let me let me move this on. What do you, what do you guys think about fans? So do they pipe in the fan? Do they pipe in fan fan music and and music? Or they just they they let you hear the the sneakers squeak in the court and the and the players chat tra- trashed each other? Well, what do you, what, do you, what do you want? Depends. 
What first of all depends. What trophy are they playing for? <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving oh, on. Oh, sorry. Moving sorry. On. sorry. They're playing for the tin cup, right? Tin cup to play for. <laughs> uh, listen, go ahead, Dan. I'll, I'll let you chime in so I can try and make sense of it after you come up with whatever crazy thought that you're going to have on this one. You know what? I have I have no idea. I just, I just know you're like, think of when you're, when you're watching just kids play and all you hear is the sneakers and stuff. Like I'm, uh, I came at that gym in Toronto um actually mississauga we're watching four four basketball games at once and i was going oh my god i'm gonna lose it like these sneakers all you hear is these sneakers like i don't want to hear that on tv squeak well it's just squeak fest right so they're gonna have to do something i don't i don't know what what they can do but but if you do that if you do that if you, if you so if you can hear this the sneakers you can also hear the players so they're talking about like, what about a one minute delay? Like, do we have a one or two minute delay and, and let you hear the players and let you hear the sneakers and let you hear the coaches yelling from the sideline? Like, I, I love that. I, I love that idea. Like, so do have, I have at her with it. Now I know there's going to be a lot of bleep and there's going to be a lot of bleeping, I guess, in the, in the delay, but uh, like, like Bart said, put it on pay-per-view. I'll pay a buck to get the, get the, yeah, oh my God. The, oh, yeah. Bleeping. Fuck that. Have you, have you watched the Jordan doc and the Lance doc? There's, yeah. Yeah. Clearly ESPN's okay with swearing now. Yeah. No, I actually, I don't mind the squeaker sound. Um, that's maybe because I played the game at high level, but that's the whole other story. Um, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I don't actually don't mind it because I would love to hear the, the, the interaction on the court. That would be awesome. I hate the idea of a minute delay primarily because of in-game betting will be like ruined at that stage. Um, and I just think, you know what? Yeah. You maybe a five second delay. So you could bleep out the swearing and stuff like that, but you know, they don't bleep out the swearing now. How many times when you, do they catch uh, a player who says, you know, whatever he says and the TV can't bleep it out. So I don't know. I think you go to those guys and start finding them for swearing or something like that. And just go, fellas, you get, we're live here, so you can't, and everyone can hear you now. But the idea of piping in music, oh, yeah. to drown out you have, you no, do, I hate it. You do have to realize these guys, a lot of them, like especially they go back to like like Garnett days. Like they swear every third word, every third word. So, I would love that. It's not like just, it's not like just catching one on a one-off. It's gonna be like a general <laughs> general conversation. I like no, the. I, uh, I agree. I like the idea where you kind of show the game on regular TV. If you want to hear the kind of the rated R version, it costs you a oh. buck or something. Oh, here, yeah. here's a thousand bucks. I'll just oh my God. a buck. I'd pay. I'd pay twenty five bucks again. I get that. That's see now, Darren, we're back. That's a great idea. That is a <laughs> that was your great idea, Bert. That was your idea. I know. Well, the fact you're agreeing with me, I'll make it your idea. So that's a great idea, Dan. Thank you. Put the music on regular cable. Put the put the that rap music on regular cable, and put the sounds on pay per view. I don't think I don't think you can say that rap music anymore. But anyways, that's that's fine. I don't think basketball game. I don't think you can say that. Uh, okay, no, I agree. So, uh, good question, Kitch. I think again because it's just different times. Let's let it go. Let's ha- let's have this. Let's see what these guys are like in a pickup game in the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have a different perception perception of a few people. I tell you that for sure. You know what? And go skins and shirts too. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do it all. Old school, baby. That's old. Uh, all right, but listen, we got to talk uh, because this is the Raptors podcast. So, under any, regardless of the Deno or Bart format, where do we put our Raptors' chances at either defending or winning the first ever Stern Cup? 
at a healthy roster, pretty high. Like if they're healthy, Very high. they're healthy. Yeah. Yeah, a neutral we're, court, neutral court. We're we're gamers. We're gamers there. I think. All right, well, pretty high. But like we we need to like have a few more sound bites than pretty high. So let's uh, let's let's think this one through for a second. So if, assuming it's a traditional, because there's still the option they might go one through sixteen. By the way, when it all said and done, they may not even do east and west. But let's assume it's a traditional east and west. Now in a neutral setting, there is not a team in the East that I think has the upper hand in us. Like not one, right? Milwaukee's, you know, we don't match. It's not a great matchup for us uh, or for the Raptors, I should say. But I do, like, I don't, I think we'd have to almost be the favorites. Like we are as going to be as healthy as obviously as anybody. We looked pretty good when we came out of the, uh, out of the gates this season. I mean, assuming Lowry, oh, he can't, he can't. He's gonna be he was in lockdown. He couldn't go to every McDonald's out there. So he's like he should be in decent shape. Assuming he's all right. Uh I think I don't know. I don't think anyone honestly, I think we'd come out of the East. I think we'd be in the finals of the Stern Cup. I'm pretty sure the odds makers aren't making us the favorite. I don't think I don't no. think we're the favorite coming out. But jump on them. Oh, actually, I already have them. I already have them at 30 to 1. So, so do I actually. They're still that's still there. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm telling you right now, I would, what, yeah, I agree. The odds makers would not do that. Deno, where are you in this? You don't think the raps, you, what do you think? Out of a uh, one to 10 scale, 10 being an automatic come out of the East, where do you put the raps are coming out of the East? I give us a good, another seven or eight to think about it, but let's say eight, probably an eight. Eight's pretty good. Eight, I'd, eight, 80%. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be seven and a half to eight would be my would be my range. Uh, I'm I'm more in the in the nine zone. Like I, you have to remember, you have to remember how you have to remember when they had their full squad. It was mm. pretty good. Like yeah, we, we were, were banged up this year. Oh my! Oh my god! god. I think we lost second. Other than uh, Golden State, I think we lost most games to injury. How could you be so optimistic on the Raptors and so pessimistic on the pandemic? Like, how can you be so polar opposite on these things? Well, I'm pretty sure they're not correlated in any meaningful way. The optimism and pessimism is. It's, it's you. It's you. You are the, you're the, you're the individual. Well, the pandemic, I've been proven right. I have been proven right, which we're going to get to in a minute. But I've been proven right about that. What? Nothing optimistic. Nothing good has happened in the pandemic. Nothing. Right? Okay, so I said, I said, and by the way, oh, hold it. And I forgot to say, by the way, I forgot to, to caveat all of my previous current comments with it doesn't matter what we talk about right now because there's no way they get to the end of whatever season they start up again there's no way <laughs> the pandemic will take care of that trust me there we so, go. all right let's just do it let's just do there it quickly let's just do it quickly take me through the take me through the concept okay so we are now into the second round of the playoffs and uh javel mcgee comes back COVID positive because he snuck out of fucking Disneyland one night and went and did his thing. He comes back and now he's positive. So I've heard talk about, well, now JaVale McGee and his whatever entourage, whether group of people he's with will all be considered out or isolated. Are you shot, telling him, shoot him? Are you, are you, <laughs> it's not, it's not, I don't think that's the right time to say that. Um, I, are you telling me that they're going to let the rest of the Lakers play? Clearly, someone else is going to get that. So, how many got like do this? 
like I'm sitting there going, as soon as one guy gets it, we're right back to Rudy Gobert. You've got to shut the whole thing down. You cannot continue to let people play because now if you're the other team, are you going to want to play against them? Continue to play against them? Like, why are you putting any health risk? Like, you just can't risk anything in this situation. So, so take me through that. They restart this thing up. Someone gets COVID on a team. What happens? In your imaginary worlds, what happens? <laughs> you, want, you want to go down on me? Go ahead, Kitch. I have no idea. So, the, obviously, the U.S. U.S. view of of this whole situation is a little different than the rest of the world. So you look at like you look at you, you look you look at Florida now. Like Florida is full on open. Bars are open. Everybody everybody's going. Beaches are full. Like everything. So have they gone now to the mindset that just just give it to everybody? Like are, are they, do they go? They go. You know, if somebody gets it. All right, we quarantine him, and the next person gets we quarantine. Like, do they just kind of let it run its course now? They almost seem to have gone to that sort of mindset. They're just they're just willing to let this thing run its course versus trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, yeah I know. But that, so, sorry, Don. Go ahead. No, like that's got to be like if you think of what they're talking about, like between the basketball, like and the NBA, right? They like that's all they're talking about is like how. What what happens under all these scenarios and stuff? So it's gonna be interesting to hear what they say on Thursday because that's the only thing that we're trying to figure out. Because yeah, some someone it's, it's like almost inv- inedible. Someone's gonna get it for sure, right? Right. LeBron like, James like, gets it. What do they do? Yeah, yeah. So let's. I I assume they're gonna they, talk about they that. Don't on Thursday. They don't win. That's what they yeah. do. They don't win. <laughs> I really like the Raptors. Then bet the under. Bet the under when that happens. Maybe, so LeBron maybe. James gets it game three of whatever version of the finals of the Stern Cup they're playing in, and that's it. Like, what they're to you, and then, then do you cancel the finals at that stage? Do you keep playing? Do you wait two weeks? Like, what? Like, I'm telling you, there's no chance this thing finishes zero. So what? What if? May, like, maybe they know something. Maybe they know something that we aren't privy to yet. And the fact that maybe there's some sort of testing. Sure testing site like some sort of testing thing that can tell you instantly whether you have it or not and 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 if they test the players on a daily twice a day basis um maybe maybe that's maybe that's something that that because you know you, you can do the drive-thrus now my parents did it in peterborough last week went through a drive-through no swab thing and they're both they, they both don't have, have corona i know you'd be shocked at that they both don't have corona so uh so, so that if they if they if they can get responses back instantly for these guys. Maybe they get ahead of it that way. Maybe they, they just keep testing these guys. And as soon as you test negative, you're just, you're gone. And then, and maybe that controls the spread of it a little bit. I don't know, but. Well, but I think that happens. Like, I think they'll test them. Oh, at least every day. You're going to get tested every single day after, before and after every game. I think that, ha- I think that's happening regardless, but it still doesn't, it, someone's going to get it. It's inevitable. Like you just can't, you can't fight it. You're putting a bunch of people in close proximity. Someone's going to get it. And I just think, well, what is the league going to do then? And at what, and are the players going to take that risk? I mean, can you just, like, I know the, the stats are, this is, you know, predominantly an older individual uh, issue that most healthy people are recovering without too much issue. And after five days, you know, you're like, I get all that, but what if you're the one-off and, you know, a coach gets get, it. Have a coach get it. A coach gets it. Ma- yeah, imagine a coach get like, or God forbid, someone got really sick on a ventilator. Right? Imagine a baka. Oh, wait, it's a bad one for you, Kitch. Don't imagine a baka. I'm sure you have imagined a baka. But uh, <laughs> I, like, 
imagine like something serious happened to somebody. There were severe complications because they were asthmatic. Like, then what? Like, to what end are you doing this? I, I just think I get it. I said it before. They're backed. They're they're backed into a corner, and they're going to do this. But I'm, I you know I still like my I still like my press bet where they don't finish it. Really? See, I but think I think I think of one or two games. Your press bet is a push, though. Like I know. I'll t- hey, listen. It's like Vegas, baby. Pushes a win. Pushes a win. <laughs> Didn't the press bet have a big multiplier? Wasn't it? Oh, no, it was just a double. Oh, no, I think it did. I think it had a big multiplier. Yeah, there's some multiplier. <laughs> right? so I, think, is- I think if one person gets it, I think they push I think they push through it. I think you got to have like, I think you got to have like 10 or 20 people get it before they actually have to shut it down. I don't think, I don't think they stop at one this time like they did last time. I think you're right, but I think that's Bart, probably are you calling Are you calling it the Stern Cup or the Silver Cup? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Stern. mixed up here. They're talking about the stern because that's what silver was revered, uh, David. And apparently that's what, if they do do an in-season or mid-season tournament, that they're going to call it the stern cup. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Dano. And it's made of tin. It's made of tin. <laughs> now uh, we're going to move on to our, our top five segment, which was a big hit last week, according to uh, the three listeners that we had download this thing. Uh, one of them I might add, uh, Jane Edgett, which you guys will know as the wife of Brock Webble, an avid listener. We had over for social distance, distancing drinks on last Thursday before our holiday. Uh, we had a lovely evening, but Jane came with notes that she'd taken while listening to the pod. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. Uh, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say Jane is easily the first note taker of the pod. <laughs> yes, um, I think so. I think so. We, would welcome, we would welcome more devout listeners like Jane. So, Jane, shout out, Janie. Shout out. <laughs> How'd it go, Janie? Uh, so, uh, tonight, or today, we are doing the top five uh, best and worst of what will be our COVID summer. So, not, this is like we're predicting what's going to be the, the best and uh, worst of the, the COVID summer. So, we're going to start with worst again. Uh, Deno, uh, I'm going to come to you at the end again, because I don't think you're ready. So, Kitch, we'll start with you at number five, what you believe will be the worst thing about your COVID summer. So this one's kind of funny because this happened today. So I'm ha- having to spend the entire summer with my unemployed teenagers in the house. Actually, they're in the early 20s now in the house, constantly telling me how hard they have it. So I've employed my son, but I got to tell you what he did today as an employee. I know it's going to take a little bit longer than you thought. So my house, we have we have a mailbox at the end of our street. So, you know, you, you put the mail in the thing and you get a key and you turn it in the street. And then down at our house, we have a mailbox outside our front door. So girl from work calls me, says, listen, I want to get something to your house. I said, okay, I'll leave it in the mailbox. Corey, can you go put this in the mailbox? So she she shows up. She goes, your stuff's not in the mailbox. I'm like, Corey, where's that thing? Why don't you put it in the mailbox? He took the thing up to the mailbox at the top of the street and locked it in our mailbox, um, mailbox box at the top of the street. He goes, oh, you didn't want to leave it there? I go, this stranger come into our house to pick this box up does not have a key to our mailbox. So there's no, she doesn't know what mailbox ours is. The only one she knows is the one that's on the front of her house. Like, oh my god, that was that. That was my uh, unemployed, semi-employed son today. Oh, hold it! But what? How is that the? You say that's a work. So the wor- the worst thing is having to spend the entire family with my unemployed kids in the house, telling me how hard they're working, and then and then oh, I, I get, I get and then I went on to, I went on to this task today that was just shocked. That was the task was the proof. Yeah, that was the proof. Yeah, that was the evidence. Right, first was the statement. That was the evidence. I got it. okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I uh, I went with. This is just going to give me more time to have to listen 
to Trump sound bites and the craziness that he is because I can't get away from it. Right? I just, it's like I'm, all summer with nothing going on, TV will be on or I'll have more time on my iPad or whatever news site. And it's just going to be more of that shit. And I just, summer's a getaway, right? Summer usually is that thing where you, whatever you do throughout the other 10 months of the year, for whatever reason, summer, you stop doing a lot of those things. And I would say my, my worldly knowledge generally speaking, uh, is at its lowest point during the summer. I'm just not paying attention much. So now, unfortunately, I think I'll be dialed in. So there you go. Deno? I have I have so many, Bart. It's hard to pick. You know, it's really hard to pick. <laughs> so just give us one. Start with one. This this downtime is driving me nuts. Like, <laughs> like sports saying like basketball July 31st uh-uh, I, I need it now like I need it now like at night I'm like reading like I'm, I'm not what Twitter and I'm checking out Facebook like I don't I don't watch Facebook and stuff right again I watch a com- couple of movies but Bart as you said it every day is Groundhog Day every day is Groundhog Day it's like enough of the Groundhogs I hear you Yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot of truth in that. Yeah. Truth in that. yeah. yeah. I think, th- yeah, I think we might, uh, we might overlap each other here a little bit. <laughs> Kitch. Are we do it. Number four now. So number four. Yeah, number four. Number four. The inability to be able to plan things to look forward to like, like I love having sort of trips or, or, or guys, things or golf or sporting events to go to. Oh, and, and, and family stuff too, and family stuff too. But, but all that stuff, like having that in the future kind of, kind of, kind of gives you energy now. I'll work hard now knowing that I got this coming up. You got nothing coming up. You got nothing that you're sort of looking at down the road. I think that that sucks the energy out of people. And, and, and for me, it's, I do like to get away once in a while. So it does, it does affect me as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, this really, the, I don't think there's much to say to that. You're right. For once, you're right. I was right uh, earlier, too. Twice. Need, twice, I was right earlier, too. I need another Jordan Doc. That's what you're saying. You need another Jordan Doc. Uh, we need a, a North Carolina Jordan Doc. Um, so I just went, number four, just a general malaise. It just This just seems like an, yet another kick in the balls, right? The first three months, so my number four is just yet another kick in the balls. The first three months have been a kick in the balls, but you sort of like... Life's been happening. The kids are still doing whatever version of school. There's some. There's still some kind of sense of normalcy. I think there'll be no sense of normalcy with the summer where you're doing absolutely nothing. The kids aren't out and about doing whatever their thing. You're just going to be this reminder that this is continually happening. And just sort of like that. Like, I think there's been part of me sort of that at the beginning was sort of like, well, we'll get to this. We'll get to summer and, and you know, we'll be sort of back to kind of normal. Cause I think that's what you thought. You didn't think it was going to go on for potentially 12 months. Eight. So this is just like, this is like the, it's just, it's that second kick and the, you're already down and then boom, that kick in the balls. Deno. Deno number four. Number four. Oh my God. Dishes. Oh my God. That's, summer, that's a summer issue. It's, oh my God. Like, Six people in my house, and like at least when I was gone during the day, I didn't have breakfast or lunch. Like six people, we, we actually had to go buy twelve more plates because our dishwasher, our dishwasher goes like three times a day. So like whoever, whoever's in the pod industry, dishwasher pod is just killing it right now because people's dishwashers are just constantly going because people are eating at home all the time. 
Now, I thought you only had five in your family. There's only five in your family. Like you and the three, you two and the three kids. I wonder. Oh, I have my uh, lovely mother-in-law. Um, right. All right. Short term. Short term. Short term. Under ten years. Uh, Dana, when can we get her on the pod? <laughs> uh, her and technology don't really work too well. So. Dana, go to uh, go to go to Costco. You don't go. Uh, so order from Costco five hundred paper plates this weekend. You're gonna tell the family you're eating on paper, paper for a month. <laughs> Listen, smart, brilliant. At, at the start of COVID, we uh, the day that Bermuda went in lockdown, our dishwasher went out, but we didn't have a, di- and then no one could come and fix it because we were in lockdown. So guess what? We were we were paper plate heaven over here. It was uh, you had to have a really good reason to use a real plate. <laughs> it had to be something special. <laughs> All right, Kitsch uh, number three. Number three relates to Bart and I. Um, we we sh- um, share a lake in the summer for the cottage. Bart, her Bart's place. I go to, and and I think Bart wow. attests is the highlight. The highlight of our uh, it's more like highlight you visit of our, my lake. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the highlight of our summer is <laughs> the highlight of our summer. I think is our Friday and Sunday night tennis clinics. When you get together with a, lar- a large group of guys and you you play tennis, but then you hang around for four hours afterwards and just kibitz and and everybody has a blast doing that and so in general for to be specific i'm going to miss out this summer but in general it's just going to be large gatherings not be able to do large gatherings is uh is is shitty for the summer for sure well kitsch we are uh, uh we're bang- I actually but i kind of break those up so i was the same i had i had number three i had no men's clinics which uh for the listening audience what kitsch just said it's our friday sundays at the cottage uh it was yeah they're just it's basically guys night uh, with the, you know, the, under the guys that we play tennis, but you know, we're just basically out of the house for six hours and it's usually a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, I was my number three as well. Uh, Deno. Yeah. I'd say um, number three for me is I don't golf like you guys anymore, but like golf tournaments are definitely gonna be a lot different. So I, I love golf tournaments or just like small groupings. You go, well, you play two man scramble you get completely hammered. You mean the amateur, the amateur golf tournaments, right? Like, well, like, like us, right? Just kind of, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, it's just not going to be the same, right? Like what, what do I do for afterwards, the food, uh, you ain't allowed two carts, like all that kind of stuff is just going to kind of wreck that, that kind of social, you know, high-fiving or sometimes my friends hump each other after a good shot and stuff, right? That friends, friends, kind of <laughs> immature, right? Um, but that, that part's going to be kind of, kind of weird when you sink a, sink a long putt, you can't go high, high five someone and stuff. That's going to be kind of weird. You're going to hump yourself. Yeah, I agree. That'll be weird. Totally weird. Uh, but that actually, but that's a very good, I hadn't thought about that. That, uh, I should have thought about that one. That is a very good one. You're right. The whole idea of the summer scramble, it's all over. It's all over. Ah. Uh, but this, no, like, no. It, it can In work. That format, no, how Deno described it, that doesn't, it, that's dead. He's right. The real summer golf tournament and the way it works and everything like the after the after party of the after party, but I think yeah. I think on the course, like I, I know of some scramble tournaments that are still f- fully on. They're still going. Yeah, but and they won't. All Deno was saying, it's not the same. Like, why are you being? Why are you being difficult? Not, He's well, just I'm saying. Having, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun golfing, so that's that's my number one positive. Well, I, <laughs> uh, all right, now catch number two. Number two, we have people. Oh my pace. god. Oh my God. So I, I have, I've like, I like Dan. I've not gone out much. The kids and my wife have done all the outside stuff. So I went to Canadian tire this weekend to, to pick up one piece of sod, which comes later on in my drives crazy, but 
customer service <laughs> for people who are focused on customer service like myself it is awful out there customer service is awful just because there's lines and, and everything if you are an inpatient individual you cannot go out in this environment at the current time if you're an inpatient person so uh that is one of my downfalls for COVID this summer uh okay um, I'm not, again, I'm not sure that's just a summer thing, but yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, so for me, I went with just in general, no cottage, the cottage, obviously a big part of our life. I know this is going to sound very first worldish problem. Uh, and it's not the end of the world to not have a summer, but it's a big part of the life. And I just like, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss my little tinny. I'm going to miss my little 20 driving my little, my tinny boat. Uh, the kids not being able to do their things. Like it's just, it's yeah. It's just shitty, shitty dinner. Yeah, like like for us, we don't do a lot of the kitchen Bart stuff, but you know, we go to Collingwood for four nights. We do these kind of these these trips and stuff that are kind of last second. You know, Niagara Lake, Niagara Falls. Like we always do an annual gambling weekend in Niagara Falls and stuff. And it's like, you know what? That's like that's my go to. That like gets me as Kitch says. I would Kitch is great for Kitch always has something that we're looking forward to. Right. And say, like, okay, like, wh- when are we doing this? When are, you know, when are we doing that? It just seems like this summer, that's just not going to happen. So we just got to figure out what else we could do. Fuck, let's hope it's just this summer. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, Kish, number one, number one worst thing to happen to you during the COVID summer. You know what? I, I'm going to get a little emotional here. This, the, the worst thing here is, is uh, Sue not being able to go on her girl's trip for her 50th birthday. Turned 50 once, birthday's over the summer, was looking to plan a good little getaway, and she cannot now go on a 50th birthday trip. So I feel for her on that. I feel bad for her for that. Now, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and I'm going to assume that that was genuine and not because you don't get a weekend by yourself, uh, but it's because Sue actually is going to miss out, not just not you getting the house to yourself. Oh yeah, you know it's not about it. Yeah, yeah no, just yeah. Sue, just know. Sue, just Sue. Yeah, just, yeah, just. Yeah. Sue. No, I get it. Sue. She might listen. Um, she might listen. You know, I'm going to add that to my question that I ask everybody. Uh, so, is it worse to be a high school senior or a college senior this year, or university senior? But now, is it worse to be having a major milestone birthday, 40th, 50th? Like I agree, those are all terrible. Um, I think I'd still, I, I agree, missing your 50th or your 40th, those are big deals, but they're. It's not the end of it. But I do think the high school senior has gotten screwed here. This is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. High school senior would be my vote there for sure. Yeah. Agree. Last three months of high school, I had an yeah. awesome time. And then you, and then they're going to get the wraparound. They're going to miss the end of their high school and they're going to miss the beginning of, uh, of university. They're not going to be Frosh Weeks. No, Frosh like, week? nope. I had an awesome time in Frosh Week too. Yeah. Well, they're going to sit out. Most of them will sit out. Like you, you'll see very, see very few kids go to university this year. Uh, okay, so number one uh, worst for me this COVID summer will be the cancellation of all sporting, uh, major league sporting events. Two dotto. That will be the worst thing that happens to me because I am look. I am very much looking forward to NBA coming back, but the cancellation of it will be the number one worst thing for me. So I'm throwing at Deno. No Stern Cup this year. So the last one I got to keep this high level. It's um, stands for Mill M I L, not Milf. Mill, mother-in-law. <laughs> like, guys, seriously, I could talk for <laughs> six hours on having your mother-in-law live with you. Oh, my God. I, I, you know what? I'm going to 
maybe do something in which drives you crazy around this, but it's like, I will come to the next pod with so much data. I got to write this stuff down. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Seriously, this, this would happen this week. Our, our 10-year-old and our mother-in-law couldn't be in the same car together. So my wife, they were going somewhere. She turned around, dropped off the mother-in-law, and she went inside. She's upset, and they went and ran their errands. I'm going like, what happened? And my wife goes, they are never allowed in the car together. It was like I was dealing with two little kids. I'm going, okay, my wife's pregnant. She's tired. She's working. Like, married you. She, yeah, married to me. That's just the worst yeah. part. Two-year-old at home. And she's going to deal with this? Like, come on. Anyways, um, I can't. If, like, if she's here in the summer, man, there could be some issues. There could be some issues. Can't I, take I, can't wait. I can't wait for the next pod. I'm just going to sit back and yeah. listen. I hope the air conditioning goes out. It'll make it even better. <laughs> I take it she's not an average subscriber to the pod based on that comment. I think oh, she can't even read her email. Oh, don't, don't get me going. All right, uh, Dan, we're going to wrap it right around with you to start you off at the top, the best of COVID summer. What do you think one of the best top five, your fifth best thing that you think will happen to you over the COVID summer? I'm just enjoying not, uh, like for me, like not driving to work. Like, not driving to work, uh, just all that. I don't want to call it wasted time, but for me, it's like, you know what? I get, I got my routine going. I don't got to, you know, can spend more time with my little guy in the morning. It's kind of, kind of what I do. I kind of, I kind of really like that part actually. Cause I, I, I really missed, like I was gone like nine, 10 hours a day. Right. So for me, you know, just more of that, uh, just less, less driving and stuff. I just, I just love that part. Out of those nine or 10 hours that you were gone, how many of them are actually work related? Approximately three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kitch, I'll go. Uh, so for me, I went way more golf. This summer, we'll, we'll, regardless of where I am, whether it's, uh, uh, and it's unlikely it'll be the cottage, but if it's here in Bermuda or in Hilton Head, where I'm going to golf a heck of a lot more. So that will be some upside. How is that five? What else are you doing that's better than that? Uh, better than that? I, I got, you'll have to wait and find out. Okay, right. Uh, mine's mine's along the same line as Deno. Uh, much much easier to remain active. So always, it's always harder to motivate yourself when you when you're coming from work, going to work, changing, going. But when you just pop out of your chair and go for a ride or do something outside, it's 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 it's, it's way more slick. Just uh, work from home and being able to jump up and not having to deal with the commute and and the changing and all the stuff. All right, Deno four. We gotta we gotta pick up the pace. Yeah, Deno four. Yeah, it kind of leads to kitchens here, like. The, the amount of flexibility now at work and stuff, right? Just because everyone's at home. Like if you don't, if you don't make a meeting or something comes up, like you'd be gone for four or five hours, right? No questions asked, right? So I, I'm really enjoying the overall flexibility. Just get your job done. They don't care if you do it at four in the morning or while you're playing online poker. Right? Just, just get your job done. <laughs> uh, so I went number four. The best thing about this summer is, I believe wholeheartedly, it will be the last summer of Donald Trump as the president of the United States. So this is a good one. one. The better one. Yeah. It's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Number four. Yeah. Mine is, uh, I will be, because I don't feel the need to have to go to the office now, I will be moving my office to outside tomorrow. So I will now have my office set up <laughs> outside. <laughs> it's pretty nice. And I, you know what? It's not bad. <laughs> I'm doing the next pod at Kitchens. Kitch, sorry, is it? By next week, can I come over and do it tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, come over. <laughs> uh, 
Daniel, three. Well, three, I, I kind of alluded to this, but like these, it almost would drive you crazy a bit too. Like Walmart is out of ginger beer. Like I almost, I almost called management. Like this was like, this was a, almost a revolt. I had no inventory of, of ginger. So I had to pound beers all this weekend. It was crazy. So this summer I'm looking forward to, Oh, dark and stormy's baby. I'm going to have like 500. I, I, I'm going to count. Yeah, I'm going to count dark and stormy's. That's it. So I'm drinking. So we, can we just call it the COVID 25 then? You're going to maybe put on the COVID 25. Actually, I've done five pounds. I've done five pounds. I told, I told the kids we're saving that. We're saving all bottles, cans, everything pre, pre-pandemic to the stores open last week. So I took Corey to take it back. 60 bucks. 60 bucks in empties return. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. It's good, good little cash flow for you. <laughs> Uh, so for me, I three, I went, I will 1000% be in better shape through the summer than I would be under normal circumstances. When I go to the cottage, I generally do not keep up with my, uh, my normal keeping myself in shape activities. So this will definitely be a a net positive, a net positive catch three. Uh, my, my number three sports coming back on TV with no ability to attend the sport. There's going to be some awesome summer backyard playoff parties this year. Like, sit in the backyard. You could be allowed to have five people. You can have parties. Bart, Bart, are you? uh, My backyard's a little secluded. We might get to seven or eight. We'll get to seven or eight at least. (laughs) Oh, you're gonna hate my what drives you crazy, (laughs) Kitch. I'm coming Uh, to every party. Was that two, Kitch? Was that two? That was three. three. Was Deno two? Deno two. Two. So mentioned this last time as well like saving money like kitch as my financial advisor every year we'd have i come in and we'd look at my financials we wouldn't spend too much time on it but kitch's big thing he goes yeah Daniel, like you're not saving a lot of money because of this thing called e i go e who's e he goes entertainment <laughs> so bart less e equals more cash flow baby Perfect. Perfect. More wagering. (laughs) More for betting on the Raptors to win it in the Stern Cup. (laughs) Uh, All right. Number two for me. Uh, So at the beginning of the year, for some crazy reason, I committed to reading five books. Probably because Bill Simmons said he was going to read 75 books this year. I thought I had to read at least five, uh, a derivative of that. so this is going to allow me to get to my five books. I'm halfway through book one. So I do feel, <laughs> which I started in February, by the way, but I'm halfway through book one. I will. <laughs> I have four and a half to go. And I believe that the COVID summer will allow me to meet my goal of getting five through December 31st. You're only getting five if two of them are picture books. You have two picture books in there for you to get to five. <laughs> I got them all picked out. I got them all picked out. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to get five. To, well, I'm going to try and get five done. Uh, catch two. Two. Having kids around, I pretty much have a personal shopper and someone to go out and pick up anything for me at any time. Like, I, I'm not going to. The kids are just like, give me some beer, go to the, get the, uh, today, Corey, get the pool, t- pool water tested, pick up some stuff, get my golf shoes, buy some highlighters at Staples. Like, I, he's got, he's just, I got a personal shopper. So, so out of curiosity, how did, how did Corey do on those tasks? Cause the earlier task he did not, yeah, not he did not complete. You know, I, 
I, well, he, he failed. He, he failed. He, blamed, he, he blames me in the first task because I wasn't specific in what mailbox to leave it in. So he he blames that on me. Um, this one I was very explicit. Now he he did buy the wrong highlighters and he bought the wrong pool chemical that was supposed to go in. So, but he, that's pretty good. That's a good. That's actually pretty good for him though. Well, <laughs> like, first of all, who fucking still uses highlighters in 2020? Oh, nonstop! I go through them like like wild. Do you use li- liquid paper too? No, no, I, I struck it out of the pan. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that neat. Bart, Bart, when you actually go to Vegas with Kitchen, he still has printouts for everyone oh, for what's on the agenda. Like early days, our early Vegas trips, he'd hand out file folders for the day. <laughs> so he Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Kitch said it great. He goes, "Here's what I'm doing. So here's what I'm doing, guys. If you want to join me, join me. It's printed out, like not just one page." It'd be like 10 pages. I'm going, okay, I'm like 20 drinks in. How am I going to go and first of all, find this or read it? I know. Listen, so and, I am, and I'm the control freak. <laughs> I am the control freak. You're right. All right. Dental number one. Okay. Without a doubt, spending a lot of time at home. We're getting an above ground pool. Oh, uh, gazebo, gazebo in. Oh. And I, I, I've made some decisions and I'd be willing out my kegerator. I got another beer fridge up there. Like, I am gonna just get destroyed all summer, but by only yourself. Bart, only the by yourself, by yourself, only, only the weekends. Will that be? Um, will that be a keg of dark and stormies, or will it actually will it be beer? Have you figured that part out yet? That's you know what, Bart. That's one of your best questions today. I will be getting some IPA on tap, just twenty oh. liters, just just, you know just twenty liter keg. Because Bart, when I when I get like a big like 30, 35 liter keg. I think I got to drink it within a week. And then every night I'm like drinking, drinking. That's got to stop. 20 liter keg. 20. You know what? Your buddy, you, if you invite your buddy Marcotte over, he'd love to sit there with an IPA. He loves I want, IPAs. You know what? Marcotte and I are going to move in together. I figure like if he if he moves to Canada, <laughs> I want to watch him gamble though. I want to watch him gamble. <laughs> well, he, he tried that once. Didn't work out so well for him. So I don't, we I don't should, think he's we should, we should have done, Actually, you know, we should have done a before and after picture of Deno. Like before COVID and after COVID. Just just see, see. I think it would have. I think it would have been a good advertisement for maybe Jenny Craig <laughs> for for non healthy living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Number one for me. I went back to uh, Deno. When you went last week, you were like the number one worst thing it was like no. I'm I'm number one. The return of the raps. That will be my number one. What happens? It'll be equally disappointing when they turn it off. But I. That is for me the best part of the summer. I. If it does go, I cannot wait to watch hoops all summer. I think that'll be electric. Every game I watch, every game, every game. But well, there we go. Uh, Kitch, take us home. My number one. I have not driven once to my six rounds of golf that I've played so far this year. Since the kids are always home, they can drive me and pick me up. I really wonder what it'd be like playing the back nine sober. Like if the, I, I might actually play, if I actually score better if I'm the back nine if I if I didn't have this this. Um, habit that is forming, but I've already got fr- Thursday lined up. We got golf and then beers on Steely's backyard with barbecue going. And then, uh, yeah, I'll get picked up at 11 o'clock for my three o'clock tea time that, that day again this Thursday. Uh, you know, you and Nike have a lot in common. Sounds like quite the sweatshop you're running over there for the kids. That's, uh, <laughs> sounds, what a summer to be a kitchen child. That, uh, sounds great. All right. Listen, we are like, we're the Kate. We have to call it something well, else. Kate Marcotte zone that was obliterated an hour and a half ago. An hour ago. So you know what? So we're going to move on. 
and we're just gonna we're we're gonna skip the market update. We're gonna come back to that. that we're gonna go right into let's get out of here. What drives you crazy? Uh, and then we go any other business and we're going home. Whatever we have that we didn't use, we'll save for our next pod 14 days from now. <laughs> uh, so right. Kitch, you get to start us off with, with what drives you crazy. All right. So I had, this goes back to my Canadian tire story. I had a lot of things that happened in that whole process there. So I show up a Canadian tire, I pull in, my wife says, get one thing of sod, just one thing. And there's a pile of them sitting there, a pile of sod. So it's good. I got it. So I park. You got to wait to get into the garden center. I only had two people wait. It was great. I'm like third line. Well, this is going to be great. There's a little old lady in front of me. This is Saturday afternoon at two o'clock buying a hundred plants. And each of the plants are a dollar. And she's asking the clerk what every plant is. So the clerk has to scan the bottom of every plant and tell her she's 30 minutes in line. Why is she shopping at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? You're retired. You're old. Don't shop on the weekends when the working people have to get stuff done. So, so I finally get through there. I get out to get my sod. Well, and maybe maybe she didn't have a grandchild to do it for her. <laughs> and that's what happened. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. She could do it on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, do it on a weekday when not as many people are out. Anyway, so I pull up to the sod counter and uh, load up the truck. And the 16 year old kid is not paying attention. She goes, Hey, buddy, can you help me uh, load the sod? And I, gotta, I need a plastic tarp underneath. He goes, Oh, that, that pile of sod? Oh, they're all bad. They're, not, they're no good anymore. We're not selling them. Offside. It was offside. Offside. He goes, we're not selling more. I'm like, well, you know what, knucklehead? You might want to walk 20 feet out to that girl over there and tell her that you're not having a, those sod, that sod's not for sale. Because now I've paid $6 for a thing of sod, and, and I, I'm going home nothing, and I've already been here 40 minutes. He goes, well, you can get your $6 back if you go to the customer service center, which is a line of 30 people deep. And I said, are you fucking kidding me? That's 180 <laughs> feet deep. So customer service in the pandemic is will drive me crazy. Has and will. I will continue to. I'll tell you what, you know what? You should, you should have a reality show right now. A lot of anger, a lot of anger. All right. uh, Deno, do you have one for us this week? Yeah, I got, I got (laughs) 6,000. Non, non uh, mother-in-law related. No, we're, we're back to the mill. So, so I'm uh, I'm cutting the lawn last week and um, you know driving around and stuff and I noticed some new things on our front porch and our rocks in the front and I come on in and I go to the wife I go whose stuff is on our front porch and she looks at me because she goes oh you know who it is <laughs> so anyways. When we actually bought our house, we actually bought our house. I'll, I'll, I'll back to my story. We bought our house. I'm there for an hour. And her mother-in-law comes in and puts a picture, a I'm picture sure. of her and Fawn when Fawn's a little baby. And like, it, it's a picture, like like someone drew it. And like, you can see one of her breasts, like one of her, like one of my mother-in-law's breasts and stuff. And she puts it like right when you walk into our house and like hangs it up. And I'm going... Who would loved ever it. think of doing that, right? Loved, so, loved it. so I'm cutting the lawn, right? I'm getting angry. I'm going, I know it's her. I know it's her. I know it's her. It was her. So so anyways, I go, Fawn, I'm not dealing with it. She goes, no, it's it's removed. But like, who who would like come into someone's house and start putting their own stuff? They don't live there around the house. So that drives me freaking crazy. And you know what else drives me, and you know what else drives me crazy, Bart? Bart, do you know what drives me crazy? 
I had to do her. I had to do her taxes this year. Oh, I'm glad you I said taxes. Tax. I'm glad you said taxes there. Yeah, taxes. this is good, Mark. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Oh, I I could talk for an hour, but she is giving me advice on her taxes. She's giving me um, advice on her taxes. Um, she was actually upset with me in the morning that I didn't review the taxes with her before they were submitted because she would probably provide a lot of input. So what, what did um, she, what did she give in a donation? What was her donation this year? She, she how much, how much, she, did, how much did, you, did she donate to the church? Chris, that's a uh, confidential. Actually, I can't, uh, can't disclose that, but the typical ratio of giving 10% of your earnings to the church was not. So not 120, not 120%. Okay, 10. All right. Uh, Anyways, I, I could talk for an hour. Sorry, Bart, but oh, was this the same, God. was this the same tax return that I saw the return, uh, equate to $67 and 45. That, that was that one. <laughs> that was real time. That was real time. That was real time. I love that. Oh my God. I'm not sure I'd spend too much time on that tax return. Uh, all right. So, uh, I'll try and be quick here. Um, so COVID, we get it. It happens. No one knows it's going to happen. The first uh, wave of information is that this could be really serious. X number, X percentage of, of uh, population could get it. In the U.S., they were talking like 20, 30 million people. Up to 2 million people could die. It's this, that. So I get it, right? So we were all a little bit unsure. Things happen. Lockdowns. We shut off the economy. I get it. It doesn't turn out to be as bad as as, it, as we all thought it was going to be. So people are now sort of taking liberties. And so I even get all that stuff. I don't even care about that. However, in certain situations or in certain environments like Canada, the governments are still running the show because that's what they do. And they're still putting, uh, they're, they're trying to protect and serve in the best way they know how. And, you know, and the number of people that are unwilling to accept that uh, is ridiculous. But then the other is parents who are worried that somehow their children are going to be aggrieved or that they're not going to be get the same experience or that they can't go to their day camps or that they can't do certain things because like it's like you know what people you have to just accept it like don't don't get all worked up but don't it's one summer it's all going to be over with you know sooner than we think it's not as bad as we th- how about the best thing is it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be because at one stage we we're all going to be zombies right this was going to go on for like so it's not as bad as you think it is so maybe just Settle the fuck down. And if I hear this whole thing about, you know, when I woke up, we lived in a free country. Well, guess what? You don't live in a free country. All right. You live in the most civilized part of the of the universe. Uh, okay. That's what you get. But you don't live in a free country. Because last time I checked, every single one of us is paying some sort of property tax. Guess what? That entire, You don't own your house. You have the right to put a house there and you pay every year to have that house there. You do, n- Nothing's free. You pay taxes. You don't live in a free country. You live in a civilized country that allows you a lot of liberties that other countries don't get. So how about this? It's all going to be over soon. Settle down, follow the rules for another couple months, and we'll go from there. I, yeah, there I, so I, I can I agree with you. But I just I don't know about that family with that two and four year old boy going ah all day long running through the house. I think you're like you're you're willing to throw them out in the world. <laughs> I get it. There are some terrible circumstances, and I'm not saying you shouldn't take some reasonable liberties, but it's like when we're talking, I'm talking about situations where we're talking about very uh, well-to-do people who are freaking out because their kids aren't going to get certain experiences. It's like, you know what? You've got it a lot better than a lot of people, 
right? Think about those. Yeah, think of the situation you described, or that you know these six people uh, living in a you know two bedroom apartment. Like it's it could be a lot worse. So just it's all going to be okay. So settle down, everyone. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, okay. So here we listen uh, to try and stay under what we're going to call uh, the mother-in-law zone, which would be an hour and a half podcast. Daniel, you you spend a lot of time on the mother-in-law stuff, so we got to shut. We're, we got six minutes left to be out of the, the mother-in-law zone. Uh, so AOB, and I have two quick ones. Actually, I'm only going to go one quick one. So, But uh, I'll, I'll wait unless anyone else has one. Kitch? Nope, not dry. Got no AOB tonight. Daniel? Uh, quick one. Had a hosted a online charity poker tournament. Yeah, uh, let me talk about week, this. Last week. And anyways, we had 122 people um, on it. I was kind of the, the, the MC of the night. So we, we had a Zoom with 100 people on it. We had a great conversation about a bunch of community stuff. And I started getting some cards. It was crazy. I had quad jacks. I had trip jacks. I was like, oh my God, just steamrolling people. So we our, um, our, our 12-year-old watched it. And oh my God, he was running upstairs like we won the lottery because he thought he got half the money. Right. So, so I ended up winning the tournament. And what did you win? It, it was a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks, oh, whatever. Yeah, right. Gift, gift card, and gift cards. Right. Yeah. Gift cards. Right. From restaurants. So uh, he sold over 1500. Yeah. Beautiful. So, so he thought, he thought he won 500 bucks cash. Next day, he is like, what are we going to do with like $500 cash? I go, oh, they're, they're gift cards for restaurants. <laughs> they're like gift cards for restaurants that you can't go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're bringing in Taco Farm on uh, on Friday. He likes Taco Farm, so I'm allowing him to pick the restaurants that we're we're allowed to do. But it was just he was so like I I put this big bluff on, and thank God I was on mute. He's going, "Why are you bluffing?" I'm going, "Okay, shut the, I'm on video. People are gonna like read me and stuff." <laughs> so, anyways, it was it was hilarious. He raised uh, six thousand two hundred bucks um, as well. But anyways, just hilarious watching a twelve year old watching his first. Like poker tournament is pretty pretty entertaining. Listen, Dino, the online Deno poker uh, legend grows. I mean, it's unbelievable. My, the the yeah. Bermuda Bo- the Bermuda boys are mesmerized by you. You dominate the home games. Now you dominate the hundred and twenty person games. I mean, listen, fuck Shopify. I think I think I I so Deno is a good poker player. I'll go with that. But I'm convinced that PokerStars has an algorithm that caters to the people that cater to them. So if Deno sets up a 100-person tournament, they're saying, this guy's bringing on 99 new people to my site. Yeah. Pocket or quad jacks for this guy. Uh, but Deno, can, can, can you believe this? So Marcotte and I, uh, after Friday night, after we were done with our home game, Marcotte desperately reached out to me and begged me to play a sit-and-go with him. So begrudgingly... I said, yes. And so we did this like three weeks ago. We went to the same sit and go. And here we are, two guys, there's six people at the table, two of them are from Bermuda. And we are Zooming and we are talking the entire oh, time what we have. Sure, and, sure. We play, and we play two games. Mark out won one, I won one. How is PokerStars letting that happen? So next how one. Is, I, how are, and by the so, way, anyone out there, if you ever see two guys from the same table in a small little country, get out. Yeah, so Poker Stars is tracking that. So it'd be interesting to see if you guys try and do it again, if they'll actually allow it. Because they well, got. What we said. How could yeah. this, this is your third time, though, isn't it? Like you've played. That was our well. second time. That was our yeah. second time. But Marcotte cleaned up the first. We played like five games the first time. Marcotte cleaned up. So I was going to say Poker Stars must track that. Like, will oh, they, they, will they, they, they the site? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, they, um, they, they they watch it all again. This is for, this is like when when I was more selling into that industry, like twelve years ago, they were tracking it. Like they must be just crazy now. I'm I'm surprised they haven't done something with you guys. I just kicked you out. All right, listen, we have two two minutes left uh, for the mother-in-law zone. Uh, so AOB, listen, I, long story short, Bermuda has their annual Bermuda Day half marathon. Um, and this year obviously got canceled because of the COVID situation. But a bunch of people uh, were still going to run it. And, uh, you know, it was the word was, that, you know, people would still be on the streets sort of doing that sort of thing. So anyways, I don't know how I get roped into this, but I get roped into actually agreeing to run this, which would be my first ever half marathon, be my first distance after over like eight clock. Yeah, eight kilometers ever. So I did this on like eight days notice. And I just, again, it's not a big deal. Um, but I just wanted to let, this is just a shot across the bow, my boy Slacker. <laughs> I know you've been training for like seven years to run your half marathon in uh, in October. That hopefully will still happen. But I just want you to know, after never, after a week notice, I rolled out of bed and ran a 159. Okay, I'm just telling you, I just rolled out of bed and ran a 159. I, it, was, it wasn't a big deal. Okay, I didn't have to tell everybody about it. So Slack, I know you threw it out there at 207. I'm just saying 159 rolled out of bed. So, so uh, what, what motivated, like, what, you, you don't even run. Like, what, no, what I, hate, I hate running. Me too. Like, where did that even come from? When you, I, like, uh, that's that was that shocked me. That shocked well, me. The only thing, well, this is the thing that makes it even worse is that I've been saying for 20 years that I would run that race. And of course, I run on the rear. I run it on the year where there's actually not even a race. <laughs> so officially, it's unofficial. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're the Stern Cup. The Stern yeah, Cup, the Stern Cup race. Stern Cup race. <laughs> but I was wondering, yeah. So there you go, Slacker. Maybe uh, try and keep up. Because you're eight minutes behind me, based on what uh, the math is. And I have one thing to add the AOB. Um, I am a big Tom Brady fan, but he is not much of a golfer. Pey- Peyton Manning is a much better golfer than my Tom Brady is. Peyton's not much iron. Of He's not much of a pant wear. Oh. <laughs> like what did what did Peyton and them shoot? Like like his iron, they targeted to get the fairway. Peyton's irons were unbelievable. <laughs> okay, you know what? Next next pod. Next pod. We, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> All right, listen, in the uh again, this is always great because under the guise of NBA coming back, we're gonna we're gonna finish with an NBA greatest shot ever. Kawhi, why? Take us home. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. 